Hello and welcome to the DFS underscore PhD show for today, the 15th of January. Uh, remember, you're good enough, you're strong enough, and gosh darn it, someone's going to win that money. And I'm only doing the millionaire show today because that's crazy. Why is there a million dollars up top for the showdown tonight? I, think, I hope they fill that. Um, but yeah, that seems like a fun competition. And unfortunately, we will not be moving on to the Tournament of Champions. Congratulations to whoever does win it, but... Not the right parts of that stack hit, and so many checkdowns in garbage time for Dak, Dak Prescott and all these people with Jake Ferguson, and I shouldn't have even held out hope for the second game. But there I was nonetheless when two of those guys got hurt, still having some amount of hope. But really, whatever, it's fine. The, you know, these are all the best guys in the world. It was always going to be a tough task to beat them. And my cash game still has a long way to go. Not playing Jake Ferguson was fail was a failure. Um, and, and playing such a big stack was also a failure that, and so I just have to understand how to play a triple up. I haven't, I just, I haven't practiced them. I don't know how to play them. It was a very unusual format for me. So I entered a wild GPP lineup and it didn't hit. And so kind of, cause I did, that's kind of how I think I can beat the best players in the world is to just treat their triple ups like a GPP, right? Cause they're very, very sharp. Uh, come join us in the, uh, discord. If you have more to say because I'm going to have a lot to say today. I don't really understand how people are projecting this game. So I think there's a little bit of edge here today. AJ Brown is out. AJ Brown is out. Like I had to double check. I was like, when did this get like, we are all aware AJ Brown is out, right? AJ Brown's out. And and still before I, before I edited this, when we go back to like the unique Millies, I did two versions of this. So first of all, I'll tell you what like the naive lineups are just because it's, it's good to know what you would win if you just didn't do anything right and you just chose the easiest ones and the most duplicated lineups. Um, you would choose, obviously, a lot of Jalen Hurts as captain, Godwin as captain, uh, Devonta Smith as captain, obvious choices, Goddard, all the guys who get the most vacated touches from A.J. Brown, right? It's I mean, that's what's going to happen. Plus, the guys who are just going to score the most points in the game, right? So, um, yeah, all of this makes sense. Jalen Hurts in all of the lineups. Not enough Baker Mayfield, honestly. I'm kind of surprised by how little Baker I'm seeing here. Yeah, this is a little bit disrespectful to Tampa. I would expect more of uh, their side of things here. But whatever, you know, just pointing out that when, uh, if you were to take projections as given, and this is industry-wide. I'm not, this is not a Saber Sim hit. I have asked them in the Discord to please explain to me what people are thinking, because I don't really think there is a consistent thought here by the industry. I think it's kind of a patchwork bunch of like, this person facing this person thought with no thought for like the overall game plan. So here's what I'm saying on the season. They are a two wide receiver offense. They are not, they, they have not run less than 90% of their snaps in a game with two wide receivers. That's like their whole thing. They, they start with at least those two guys out wide. Right. I mean, that's just how it seemed to me every single game I've seen this season. When I went to season, when I went to cut it into pieces, they have always done that. So it appears the expectation from the industry is that today for the playoffs, they're going to do something different. Okay. I'm not, I don't think they're going to do something different. I think they're going to do the same thing. So I, I just don't understand it. How do you think they're going to learn a whole new playbook for the playoffs? They're not going to, they're going to do the same thing. So anyway, you have to make a choice here. So initially I was going to run one of these unique Millie lineups, which was just like you add sheets rule on top. Of, uh, so you add a geometric mean of ownership limit on top of the the um, standard projections and you see what you get and you run, you know, some pretty interesting lineups that are probably unique, pretty close to unique. But then I was like, wait a second. Oh, you know, here it is. Yeah, right, right. I was setting up a big reveal and then I forgot I was setting up a reveal. 
So, but then I was like, wait, where's the who who did they, who did they choose to replace uh, AJ Brown? Who got promoted when he got gone? Right? And I was scrolling, and I was like, what? Like, look, it's not on the first page. It's literally not there at all. Like, even if you hash it, even if you hash this to like Philadelphia people, how far do I have to go? I have to go down to here. I'm going below RB2 Kenneth Gainwell. Is that the role? Is that the role that the wide receiver two has had in this offense throughout the year? Has he been below Kenneth Gainwell? No, this is absurd. So for me, this is a place, this is the place I see leverage on this slate. I think to make money on this millionaire, you need to pick the wide receiver two for Philadelphia because they're going to get a ton of work, a ton of, now granted in a bad matchup, PFF grade, whatever will tell you that. But I, I don't care about the matchups because you know what? Good offense beats good defense. And if Hurts' his hand is good, he's going to throw to one of the two receivers. I mean, it's like, I mean, or the tight end. I have the tight end here too. You can see Goddard is there. I'm rating him higher than the other guys. I'm aware Goddard is better. I'm aware Devonta Smith is better. I'm going to grade them both better. But the other guys are out there and only slightly worse. And they need to be in your projections as out there and only slightly worse. Okay, so let me pull them back up. Where was my... Oh, yeah, <laughs> here it is. I have my unique with Phillies uh, actually making a choice or whatever I set up. With the, I made some sort of snarky comment in my title. Anyway, um, okay, so, yeah. So here's, here's the way I, I see it. I think most likely to actually replace or to do well with additional reps is Quez. I think they like to throw to him, and I think he likes to run explosive routes. Maybe more likely to actually get out there and run the same routes, just in terms of like the same kind of guy. You have Zacchaeus, and then maybe more likely to get out there because of playoffs or whatever, because he that's why else did you hire Julio Jones, right? I assume that's why the industry is projecting him ahead of everybody is just on the general, this is literally why he's on the team kind of thing, right? This is the clutch time thing. Give him his shot. But I don't think anybody in the industry is number one, projecting this offense correctly, or number two, confident who, I think the reason they're projecting their not confidence about who it is going to be, right? But that's not what you should do. You should project confidence and then take care of your insecurity and rules. So for me, the rule you set is pretty easy, right? I mean, you go over here and you say, I want maximum two of the uh, Philly wide receiver two and three, because when you look at them on the season, the wide receiver one and two are getting 100% of the snaps, which is an amazing thing for any of these wide receivers right now. And then the third guy is getting 60% of the snaps. And I mean, I've, this is averaging a recent week sample, but it's basically the same thing when you go back to season. Let's just do it. It's just that like when you do season, you get other guys mixed in who aren't there for all the weeks or whatever. So I was trying to do a sample with everybody, but you get my general point. You've got echelons of dude, right? Like you've got the wide receiver one and two, and then the three, because they sometimes go three wide. Like it's not by accident, these are the things. And then you wind up with four and five on rotations and shifts and all those other things that are still part of the offense for sure. Are definitely going to be out there. But, uh, okay, so my point is, right, that you should take a max two out of three because once A.J. Brown is out of this, you eliminate a row and two guys move up, right? And we don't know which two guys it is, but two guys have to move up an echelon. One guy doesn't have to move up an echelon. So that's why it's a two out of three rule to me. Um, anyway, so... Now that I've explained why I'm eliminating a huge amount of face space. Yeah. And so oh, I had another frustrating thing. So yesterday, not only did I lose $22,000, but my hedge lineups, 
one of my swaps didn't upload right. And so, you know, I had a swap where I had like 40% Nakua. I went off all my craft on the 15% of Musgrave. That swap didn't upload? Are you kidding me? Anyway, so I am very frustrated today that what is surely an optimal lineup in there, because I already have some that are like pushing. Anyway, we're not going to go there. We're not going to remember those sad times. But please double check your CSV uploads, not just that they successfully upload, which obviously, you know, if it's an error, you're immediately panicking, but that you have uploaded the right file or that you copied and pasted correctly within the CSVs. There's all sorts of places there could be an error there, and you need to double check on the back end in a DraftKings if it's before lock. I think that's the problem here. Yeah, it was it a swap? No, it was before lock. I could have checked in the user exposures on DraftKings. Double check that your that your push has gone through. Because sometimes your dummy lineups stay in there and you're feeling like a dummy. Because those of you who follow the Patreon, I, I knew I was overexposed to CD Lamb and I was I was worried about it. And so I made an entire MME set that was fading CD Lamb, which of course winds up with a lot of the optimal stacks yesterday because that's a lot of Ferguson stacks. Anyway, okay. Chilling out, winding down. So for today, we're doing Sheets Rule, a big unique guy today because why not get unique? There's clearly edge here. Look at all these guys. Like, look at the ownership on Quez, Julio, and <laughs> it's like, what? I don't understand it. I don't, I'm not, I've never disagreed more with the field on a slate. So I'm glad it's a millionaire slate. I mean, I, let's see, has anybody, I'm just going to see if anybody in the Saberson chat has gotten back to me yet. Just like, what's going on here? Because I saw No, okay. I Shady said some weird thing being kind of a dick. I don't know what that's about, but okay. It was not responding to the concern that they're not giving those guys minutes. Anyway, so I, I don't disagree. I disagree with whatever this projection system is that doesn't give their being a there should be a wide receiver two in this offense. I, I just that's that's my theory today. Um I I think they're gonna run the same offense they've run all year. I guess I'm a crazy person for that. Um but I apologize. Uh, hopefully, I'm I'm not missing something obvious for you guys. Um, but for now, I gotta say, hey, you're good enough. You're strong enough. And gosh darn it, someone's gotta win that money. Might as well be us. Whichever one of us guesses this uh, wide receiver two and three situation right. 